Welcome to the Cruising and Campfires podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Crossland, a non-outdoorsy but wildly camping-obsessed mom. I created this podcast as a way to connect with other camping-loving families just like ours who might not always feel the most equipped for that hardcore adventuring you often see. It's here that I share my personal experiences, my personal lessons learned, and also interview other travelers who have exciting stories to tell. Let's dive in. This episode is sponsored by Cruising and Campfires. Cruising and Campfires is a company that's designed to encourage families to get outside and explore in their RV or just hit the road for a fun outdoor adventure. If you go to cruisingandcampfires.com right now, you can sign up and get 10% off your first order. Plus, you can also be on the list to get your free RV checklist, a meal plan, and a packing list template. It's a lot of freebies all in one, so head over to cruisingandcampfires.com to get those today. On today's show, I am so excited to welcome Nyla Blades Wiley. Nyla is a life and leadership coach, a consultant, and the founder of Color Outside, which is a coaching practice for ambitious women of color who are ready to create unapologetic, soul-stirring lives through outdoor adventure. I love that. Nyla started Color Outside as a safe place for women of color to come together and unlock where they're feeling stuck so that they can fully step into their joy and shine. When she's not leading adventure retreats or consulting with brands, you can find her hiking with her husband or playing intense games of hide-and-go-seek with her two tiny kids. You can also find Nyla online at coloroutside.org or on Instagram and Facebook at WeColorOutside. You will definitely want to go follow her. She's got amazing content. And you're going to hear exactly why I say that on this episode. So let's get it. Let's get right to it. Nyla, thank you so much for joining today. I am thrilled to talk to you after we've actually met in person a few years ago, and now we get to continue the conversation. So for those of my listeners who don't know you yet, can you tell us a little bit more about your background? Sure. So yes, first of all, I'm very excited to be here and to continue this conversation, as you said. And my background is is kind of all over the place, like a lot of our backgrounds, I guess. But I started out in communications and was doing a lot of marketing consulting. Uh, Also have a background in coaching. And about five years ago, I created an organization called Color Outside. And it's all about helping women of color just really embrace outdoor adventure and creating a safe space so that they can get out, have some adventures, explore the outdoors and feel really good about doing it. I love that so much because as you know, part of my mission as well is just to encourage people to get outside and not feel like they have to like be at their highest peak fitness level to go explore, go on a hike, just to be outdoors is really, really, there's just so many benefits to it obviously. And I actually was thinking about you the other day. Um, we had already scheduled to talk, but I was thinking about you and I read an article that came across my feed and it was talking all about the broification of the outdoor world. And I remember when you and I talked a few years ago, you're like, you know, when you look at a lot of advertisements that are out there, like you don't see a whole lot of diversity. And so the fact that you're encouraging people, specifically people of color and women of color to say, Mm -hmm. you don't have to look like that to go outside. Like, and here's why, and here's the benefits and getting outdoors. And I know 2020 probably didn't really allow you to do a lot of retreats like you were doing before, but I know you were bringing people together who are, you know, 
of the same experience level and maybe feel, felt the same getting outdoors. Can you tell us a little bit more about those retreats? Yes. Yeah. So I, I love the whole, <laughs> the broification of the outdoor world. So I think it's so true. And I think that I think that the outdoor industry does this thing where it's kind of like they like are marketing to the badass, you know, where it's like, whether it's like the glorification or even a lot of times you would see it with women's groups also. So I know when I first wanted to start getting outdoors, I would look at the different women's groups and I'm like, okay, you know, they all seem awesome, but they all seem like super top level outdoor professional people. And it was really intimidating for me. So that was, that was the beginning of Color Outside where it was really creating the environment or the community that I needed for myself but didn't see at the time was just a community where it was like everybody was all different levels and you didn't have to feel really intimidated about coming and being a beginner or, you know, being too slow or, you know, all of the things that we tell ourselves when we start to do something new. So it was really important to me to create an environment that actually did feel really inclusive and really safe. And, you know, everybody could come and participate without any concerns. So we started with, we started here locally in Salt Lake City doing a lot of just you know, hikes and local adventures and just getting together and exploring the outdoors. And what I started realizing or what I started hearing as I was, you know, just posting pictures on like my personal Facebook is my friends or people that I knew that were in other states were like, this sounds amazing. Like, could I come and do this with you all? And I was like, huh. So the first retreat was basically born where I was like, hey, like if I rent a big house and you know, kind of plan some adventures for the weekend. Would you all come? Would people come? And everyone was like, yes, yes, we'll be there. So I hosted my first retreat in 2017. And it was exactly that. I basically went to the big house up in Heber here in Utah and just planned a bunch of different adventures, but also had a lot of downtime for, you know, for the women who were coming to just relax or, you know, roast s'mores or just chat with each other or just walk with each other, you know, walk by themselves around the, the house or, you know, take a nap. So I thought it was really important to both combine that outdoor adventure and kind of exploration and doing things that you've never done before, but also to just have a little bit of, um, you know, recharging and just being able to just do whatever you want, uh, you know, as a, as a woman and a, and a mom or, you know, just as women, honestly, we're always thinking of other people. So I thought it was really important to have that space where everyone can really just kind of think of themselves for a weekend. Oh, I love that. I, when you said nap, I was like, I'm in, I want to go. Can I, <laughs> where do I sign up? Let's get this pandemic over with. Exactly. I want to go. <laughs> and, and I think that that's just so important though, that it's not, and I, and again, just going back to that, like hardcore adventuring and like what you were seeing, not only in the broification and the, in the advertisements with like all the hardcore adventure spirits, I guess out there, but then also like the same with women. Like I cannot go down, I cannot go skiing and do a bunch of flips. Like I'm not Lindsay Vaughn, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. It doesn't mean I don't want to go try it. I'm terrible, but I want to go try it. And you only get better if you start somewhere. And so letting it be that invitation to go outside is just so amazing. And I, and I really, really love it. Um, going specifically though, to like that inclusivity, what do you wish people were asking more about 
the diversity of the out, outdoor culture? Like, what do you wish the conversation would get to sometimes? Cause if I, I feel like sometimes we don't get there enough and it could be because we're, people are just afraid to ask or don't know how to ask or don't know what to ask. So what is, what's something you want to add there? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is just asking why, you know, there's a reason for why the way everything is in our world and in our country. So I think it is really being curious and digging into, okay, well, you know, what would make it that a certain group of people really don't feel comfortable or even safe in the outdoors or, you know, really digging into like what in our history has maybe contributed to this or what in the way that the outdoors is presented or marketing is contributing to this. So I think really asking those hard questions and digging into, you know, what is the history? Like, what about, uh, you know, what about our, our country or uh, our structures are making this where the outdoors has become this very narrow definition and for this very narrow type of person. And, and it's all types of diversity, whether it's, you know, uh, like ethnic and racial diversity, whether it's uh, like gender diversity, whether it's even, you know, size diversity, ability diversity, like everybody should be able to go outdoors and feel safe and comfortable in doing so and be able to find the right gear and to be able to just enjoy what the outdoors has to bring to us. So I think that that's one of the things is really digging in and finding out like, okay, where is this coming from? You know, what are people feeling? And then being able to decide, okay, here's how we can really address some of these concerns in a way that feels good. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you don't know why, you don't know the catalyst for that feeling, you don't understand because you're not seeing the world through someone else's lens, then how can we ever solve it? And how can we ever come together? It's so true. Yeah. And you brought up a really good point too, about the safety outdoors. And I have to tell you, I love following you on Instagram, as you probably know. And I, one of the, I think it was in your story one time, and this was weeks ago, but you were, you shared adventures of Nick. It's at adventures of NIK Nick. And she does a lot with safety on the trail. And I absolutely love it. I've been following her account. I was like, that's awesome. I feel like we need more of that because it's this whole concept. So going back to your response, this whole concept of knowledge is power. And so when you feel like, oh, I'm not the only one who's a little bit nervous about this, but also like there's a team of people who are out there still doing it. And here's, here's what I can learn to be a little bit safer. And here's how I can you know, adjust. And, and I, maybe there's a group that I can walk with, or maybe, you know, there, there are other groups out there. And so finding those people and finding those, those, um, I guess groups is, is the right term or communities or, or just rallying together. Uh, it's just so, so valuable. Cause I think that is absolutely the first step to having those conversations as well and, and getting more comfortable and making and dropping that stigma. <laughs> Cause there is that stigma, yes. of, you know, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think finding communities is such a big part of this where, and the internet and, you know, Instagram and, and meetup and all of that has made it so easy to find like all of these different communities that can also be very specific to like exactly your needs, whether it's like, okay, I need to go out and hike or adventure with kids, or I'd like to find, you know, other women, or I want to learn more about, you know, safety or self-defense. Like there's all of these very specific groups and communities that you could tap into. And I think that that's so wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of which, that's actually how we met. It was not through an outdoors group, but through, um, we have kids about the same age. And so you are obviously a mom, just like I am. And 
you go camping with your kids. And I know at least at the time of this recording, um, you have on your highlight reel, something about camping with kids. And I've loved to flip through that and I've loved to see your answers. So I would just also love to hear some of your adventures that you've done with your kids to start off with, and maybe some tips that you have. Sure. Yeah. So when we moved, we moved to Salt Lake city, gosh, so about five years ago. So my daughter was just under, she was just over one and my son was born here. So basically Utah is all they've really known. And my husband and I really wanted to make it a priority that we, you know, just really get out and we really get them involved in kind of the outdoor culture from young so that it wouldn't feel like this thing that they're having to learn when they're adults or, you know, they wouldn't be those kids that are like just never want to go outside so we've always just framed it as an adventure so you know my daughter will sometimes wake up and be like can we go on an adventure today and it's like sure so we'll just you know find something to do or go for a drive up in the mountains or whatever it is so I think that that's been the my number one advice for getting kids excited about getting outside is just kind of framing it as an adventure and everything can be an adventure. So whether we're just going out in the backyard and like looking for snails, or if we go to a duck pond, you know, down the street, or if we go on a bigger adventure up to the mountains and, you know, go hiking or go skiing or whatever that is, just really framing everything as an adventure and really tapping into that curious side of kids that that love to explore things and learn things and try out new things and I think that that's how we've been really successful in getting our kids to just be really excited about getting outdoors I love that I love the the framing of it I haven't ever thought of it like that but it's so true the way that we talk to our kids is going to influence how they approach the situation that they're about to get into so I think that's so good that's so so good I've never thought of it that way Um, And I also love that just inspiring that sense of curiosity and that it can start in your backyard. Um, We don't have snails down here and I'm a little jealous because I know my kids, we go to my in-laws house and they have snails in their backyard and it's such a fun, like little snail hunt. And I think that that's just so exciting for them to be able to go out and like experience something different. I mean, the conversations that must come from just something so seemingly little to us, but as big to them is really fun. And that all goes back to that adventure spirit. So where do you guys, do you guys typically tent camp in the area? How often do you guys get out? I'm curious. Yeah, so we do usually, you know, tent camp or do car camping. And we generally stick to our area. We kind of, we just keep like increasing the radius as the kids get older and more secure with the camping. And during the, during the summer and the spring, we try and get out there or summer in the fall, we try and get out there pretty often because it is, you know, once once you do it once and you figure out all the things that you need and you have your packing list, um, it's a pretty uh, like low key way to just, you know, get out and like change things up and you can go away for a weekend, you know, we've camped for like just one night uh, really close to home and then come back. Um, so I find that it's, it's a really good camping. It's, it's there's a lot of easy ways to just like ease into it. Like if it's something you haven't done before, um, I think that it's a good kind of like starter activity (laughs) for families. But yeah, we've tried to like, we we go locally here. So we're close to um, kind of a, we're on the Wasatch Front. So we go up into the mountains near our house. We've also gone down south into Southern Utah and done some camping around there um, near the national parks. 
we stayed in like a yurt, <laughs> like just done all kinds of fun things and also gone up north a little bit, north of Utah to, to do some camping. So we try and like tie it in with just what we want to see. If there's like a new, you know, place that we haven't gone to or a national park that we haven't visited, a lot of times we'll try and tie it in with that as well. Oh, so smart. That's so fun. You're such a good mom. That's such a fun thing. A oh. yurt. We haven't done that yet. I'm adding that to my bucket list. How fun. Yeah. That's yeah. So the yurt was actually a lot of fun. So we did the yurt when my son, he was only six months old and we wanted to go camping, but I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go camping with like a tiny baby. And it was, I think it was in October. So it was kind of getting cold at nighttime too. So I was worried about that. And the yurt was perfect because you know, it was your inside and it has heat and all of that great stuff. So you don't really have to worry about like staying too warm or getting too cold, but then you're still in the middle of the outdoors. So we are still able to experience all of the great things and cook outside and, and do all that stuff. So it's a, it was a really great kind of like in between, you know, like it's, it's not all the way like the hotel, but it's not all the way tent camping. And I, I thought it was a really fun experience. Oh, that's awesome. And I think that's so important too, that it's, you can do, you can be outside without it having to be like, you're outside, outside, you know, you're not like crazy cold. I personally do not like the cold. (laughs) I I mean, but I'll go and I'll, I'll be in it, but I'm not, it's not my, um, cozy spot. I guess I like to be warm. (laughs) So, but that, that's why, that's why I also love like the RV camping. Like there is that middle of the road. It's Mm. not like one or the other extreme. That's so yeah. good. You know, we have not done a lot of RV camping and that's something I'd like to try. Hopefully this summer we can do some of that. Cause that just seems like fun to, you know, pack up like literally, you know, your own little house and just hit the road. <laughs> it definitely does feel like a second home. That's what, that's what surprised me about it. I was like, Oh, it's like, we're just taking our home with us. It's, right. <laughs> it's a little bit easier and it almost doesn't feel like camping sometimes because it's so like familiar, but you know, but you're in a new location. So that's, what's so fun about it. (laughs) I love it. You also said on your stories, and I related to this so much that you don't love bugs. And I feel like bugs is one of those things. I grew up terrified of bugs. I live in Arizona, grew up in Arizona, and we've got some of the most massive beetles and stuff like that. And they're just, yeah, they're, they still, they make my heart race and they're not even around me right now. Like like that's how they affect me. And yet I still love to be outside. And so you also, I feel, I think you said in your stories, like, it's the same. You're, you don't have to like love bugs and like snuggle up with them at night. Yes. I know. It's so funny. Whenever I talk to people about like getting outside or camping, that's one of the things that always comes up where it's like, oh, I just hate bugs. And I'm like, I hate bugs too. I mean, I think <laughs> a lot of us don't like bugs in that way. And I also get a lot, I get like weird reactions to like mosquito bites. So like, they just like, really, uh, it's just not fun. I just don't like bugs. So I, I have just figured out way, you know, so I make sure that we're always covered in bug spray to, you know, kind of keep them away, make sure that we're not getting bitten by things. And then I am really vigilant about if we're camping, like the camp, like the tent has to be zipped up at all times. I'm like doing a search to make sure that like before we go to bed, like nothing crawled in or anything like that. So I think it's just kind of, you know, figuring out what you're comfortable with and and what you don't like and then figuring out ways to kind of mitigate that for yourself. 
Yeah, for sure. And I think that's, yeah, I love that. I think it's so funny because <laughs> it is one of those things and we make almost, I don't want to call it excuses. Cause I feel like that's a harsh word and not the right word, but we also, we kind of talk ourselves out of adventures because we're worried about these things that there are solutions for them and there are ways around them. I mean, mosquito bites are yeah. not fun. And especially if you don't have a great reaction to them, but there's ways around it. And so it's okay. Yeah. I think exactly. So I think so. And as you're, I mean, as you're talking, I can just see why you started color outside. I mean, I, I knew before, but it's just the more and more I hear from you and the more and more I watch your stories, like I love how approachable, like you said, you're making the outdoors. And I, I just think it's so good. I'm so thankful you came on. So one last question before we wrap things up, what do you wish you could tell women who don't really consider themselves outdoorsy, but are curious, what's like the biggest thing to, that you wish that they would hear and take away from this, this time together uh, to get outside and to just try something new and try a new adventure. Like we tell our kids. Yes. Yes, exactly. So I think, I think the first thing is remembering that we all get to define what adventure means or what outdoorsy means. So we get to define what that all means. So if that means that you're, you know, I don't know, going and like hiking a 14er, awesome. But if that also means that, you know, outdoorsy for you or adventure for you is just trying like a new like urban hike in your city, that's awesome too. So I think that that's the biggest thing is that we get to define what that means for us and we get to do what feels good for us. Like there's no, you know, there's no anything that you have to do in order to check the box to, to go on an adventure. So that's the first thing. And then I think the other thing that I like to tell people who are um, kind of outdoor shy, but are ready to try it out is to also, you know, start with where you are. So you don't have to go out and buy all the gear and, you know, do all the things <laughs> right away, you know, just start with what you have. When we moved here and we first started hiking, like we went out and bought like waterproof boots from Walmart and they were like 20 bucks. They kept our feet warm and they were comfortable. And that's what we did. And then eventually as we were like, okay, this is something we like to have as a part of our lifestyle, then we were able to upgrade and get all the gear. So it's like, start with what you have. Um, and then also find a community. Like, so if you do feel nervous about going out by yourself, you know, find some friends that would like to maybe explore with you or tap into like a local hiking group, uh, like on Meetup or look on Instagram and see if there's like kind of a group near you that might be meeting and doing some things. But I think we could kind of like pull some of our friends into it so that it doesn't feel as scary or, you know, uh, intimidating. It doesn't have to be these like solo adventures. I love that. Such good tips, such good tips. So speaking of Instagram, where can we find you on Instagram? Yes. So you can find me on color outside at the color outside on Instagram. And then if you wanted to see my personal adventures or <laughs> me hanging out with my kids, I'm also on Instagram at Nyla blaze. Awesome. And I'll link to both of those as well. Well, thank you again so much. This was so much fun talking to you. I absolutely loved it. I so appreciate being on the show and I will link to everything in the show notes so you guys can all go and find them. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much.